We interrupt your regularly scheduled moment of silence to bring you the news. Auckland, Nuremberg, Coruscant, Krypton, Rigel 7, Dinotopia, Spaceball. News from around the cosmos, podcasted secretly from 20,000 leagues below Skynet headquarters. This is The Nautilus at Nine with Marcus Lima. Well, good morning. Welcome to the Nautilus at Nine. I'm Marcus Nemo, bringing you tomorrow's news cycle, Recycled Today. Whether you're listening to this to pass the time before your upcoming trial that'll take place over a pit of Sharktagons, or perhaps you've just tuned in on the in-flight headphones to distract yourself from the thing you saw on the wing of the plane, now's a good time to fix yourself a stiff drink. Listen to the news from a multitude of different dimensions that are hopefully worse off than the one you're occupying right now. I'm currently enjoying one of my favorite on-air cocktails. I call it a Moss Eisley Mule. Now, this little drink is wanted on 12 systems, and it's a real hive of scum and villainy. It can be sipped slowly or shot first. It involves three freshly squeezed limes, two splashes of bantha milk, an OOTD of Jawa juice, add some sand, some soda, and a liter of vodka. But watch your step. This drink can be a little rough, and not to be served to droids. Hmm. Thank the maker. Well, our top story is another sad day for Earthlings and aliens alike that are living under the United Federation of Planets' new presidency. Ever since the Terran Empire from the Mirror Universe tampered with the election of the Prime Universe, every day under this new Commander-in-Chief has been a dumpster fire of depressing news for anyone living in the Federation. Some planets have been referring to the new president as the Orange One, others call him the leader with the little fingers, but mostly he's just called what he is, President Brunt the humorless, embarrassing Ferengi leader of the Federation. This disgusting little businessman with his ignorant talking points, dangerous ideologies, and outrageous statements has been receiving constant coverage from a wide variety of news sources throughout the galaxy. The worst of these is the Garbage News Channel broadcasting its Terran Empire agenda from the Mirror Universe known as Spox News. This obviously evil news channel with its goatee-wearing host and militaristic morning show, Spox and Friends, has been dumbing down the Federation with its softball interviews with President Brunt, which have almost weird levels of self-parody. Have a listen. Welcome to Spocks and Friends, the longest, most prosperous channel for logical reporting in the Empire. <clears throat> I mean, Federation, we are happy to be joined by the very busy leader of the Federation, President Brunt. You're right. I am busy. Tremendously busy. I have meetings scheduled. All the good people, none of the bad people. Believe me, I know bad people. Enemies of mine, the media, but even enemies are saying that I have the greatest meetings ever scheduled by a president. Fascinating. It is fascinating. Incredibly fascinating. I have tremendous plans for the Alpha Quadrant, the Beta, the Gamma, the Delta. They all love me. I don't know if you know this, but everyone loves me. Believe me, nobody else can make plans better than me. <sighs> I believe you. Look. We've got a lot of problems. There are species joining the Federation every day looking to do us harm. We've got women wearing clothes. It's terrible. People call me every day and they tell me how terrible it is. And we need better border security. And that's why I am going to make sure there's a wall built around the neutral zone. All the neutral zones. And
and we are going to get the Bajorans to pay for it. Curious. I am negotiating right now with a tremendous contractor. He's a really great guy. He loves to fit. He loves to stack. Construction is his knack. He's Zack. Zack, he's a Lego maniac. We're going to have the best Lego walls and the best Lego space force. It's going to be fantastic. That seems logical. I'm the most logical. No one is more logical than me. I am the only president to personally invite the Borg Queen to planet Earth. Oh, I can't help myself. She's beautiful. Incredibly beautiful. She's in great shape. And I'm the all-time judge of women. I'm gonna move on her like a gorn. Oh, and I'll just stop it right there. He does go on to talk about grabbing by the Tribble, and it's all really super gross. Well, I can honestly say I feel sorry for anyone living out there in the Federation, so my advice to you would be to switch off your emotion chip as soon as you can. If you don't have one, well, there's always an old-fashioned family trip to a suicide booth. And speaking of horrendous deaths, there's been an environmental catastrophe because of yet another pneumatic tube transport system leak. So far, the number of people who have been violently dumped out of a major transit tube onto Monument Beach's shoreline is ranging from 40 to 80,000 bodies per minute. This is the second pneumatic pipeline spill to have occurred in the last five months, which is bad news for the Tube Transit Corporation, as the efforts to clean up the TTC's last spill that dumped 800 million bodies that splattered all over the center of Orbit City is still ongoing. And some of our listeners may remember the horror of that particular pipeline spill because of the viral video of Orbit City citizen George Jetson as he witnessed his family fall to their deaths, which included his boy Elroy, his daughter Judy, and Jane, his wife. Oh, and there's the sound of the Voxgraphonic Vortex, our portable radio porthole to the other side of the elsewhere. Let's tune that in and have a bit of a listen. All right, everyone, uh, just before we finish, I want to thank everyone for all their hard work, obviously improving the quality of the student body here at Marshall College is no small feat, and your insights have been greatly appreciated, so thank you. Excuse me, may I just interrupt you, Dean, and say thank you for sounding so professional on that last thing you said. Oh, hear, hear. Thank you, thank you, everyone. All right, lastly, on my list, just before we adjourn, uh, just a small thing. The Department of Anthropology will be changing its curriculum this year to teach nothing but creationism from now on, which I think we can all agree is about time they did. Uh, good, that's it. Uh, thank you again. Meeting adjourned. What? Wait, what's happening? Uh, sorry, Dean, can you go back a bit? Uh, go back to... The Department of Anthropology teaching nothing but creationism? Yes. Well, doesn't that strike you? The dean of this college as a little extreme or... or Absurd. Uh, yes, absurd or um, really effed up. Yes, that's it. Doesn't it strike you, the dean of this college, as perhaps really effed up? No, 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 no. no. Look, our very own professor of archaeology has undeniable proof of the existence of God. And wait, I think... Uh, wait. Oh, no. Not again. You mean Professor Henry Jones Jr., right? Now, you know he doesn't like to be called that. Oh, right. <laughs> professor Indiana Jones. <laughs> All right, stop giggling. Everyone has a right to change their name. So, um, what undeniable proof has, um... Indiana Jones found. <laughs> Stop giggling. <laughs> uh, so, sorry, Dean. 
so what has Professor Jones found? And lost. <laughs> right, what has Jones found and lost this time? More magic rocks. Another grail. Lost art. That he, in fact, lost. <laughs> now look, look, Indiana Jones. <laughs> Stop giggling, please. Look, Dr. Jones personally witnessed the power of Almighty God melt faces and disintegrate Nazis. Oh, oh, he saw this, did he? Uh, well, no, no, he had his eyes closed at the time, but uh, that's why he lives to tell the tale. <laughs> now stop giggling, please. You know, you all sound perfectly jealous of Dr. Jones. Well, of course we're jealous. Have you ever seen him do any work around here? Actually mark a paper? Here, here. Plus, he takes more sick leave than all the other staff here combined. And has most of the female student body here wanting to sleep with him. Which, of course, is wrong. <laughs> Very wrong. Well, to be honest, I, I wouldn't come out of bed for eating crackers. Carol! Real professional, Carol. <sighs> Look, Dean, what we're saying is every one of us would love to have the chance to traverse the globe with a whip and a devoted ten-year-old Asian boy, but oh no, only Indiana Jones gets that luxury. Whoa, whoa! Cyril! No one should want that. Yeah, Cyril, Jesus! Oh, look, 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 we're getting off topic. Uh, let's just focus on the Jones problem, okay? Well, is there any suggestions on how to fix this problem? Well, I have one. Why not hire a professional to confirm those archaeological digs with some proof? Yes. And do any professionals come to mind? Um, yeah, I have a couple that come to mind. Perhaps we could bring in Relic Hunter, Sidney Fox, or Tomb Raider, Laura Croft, or both. Yes, uh, we could bring in both. Oh, come on, Bob. Those are your professionals. A couple of tan floozies and short shorts and tank tops. Don't judge me, Carol. I'm not the one who just admitted going ankles over ears every time Mr. Stubble puts his fedora on. You just want those skinny bitches with their poofy lips and big guns hanging around because you're a sad little pervert. I agree with Carol. Neither of them have a personality or an Asian boy. Shut or... up, Cyril, you freak. Side with me. So, uh, big guns, you say? Oh, yeah, Dean. Very big. Well, perhaps we should bring them in, see how they fit in around here, and, you know, get to know them. See these uh, impressive big guns, eh? <laughs> Gross! Men are snakes. Why do they have to be snakes? Well, we're back, and it looks like we're out of time. So I'm Marcus Nemo for the Nautilus at Nine saying, remember to set your neuralizer for roughly the nine-minute mark and erase your memory of everything you just heard. And remember, as always, for dark is the suede that mows like a harvest. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> Good night. The Nautilus at Nine was created, written, and performed by David Radford and produced by Launchpad Theatre Company. The voices in Regarding Henry Jones Jr. were Chris Cooley as Bob, Christina Patterson as Carol, Morgan Cranny as Cyril, and David Radford as the Dean. Ambassador of Tech Media Direction is Christina Patterson. <laughs> Great title. And she's also the voice you're hearing now. Hello, podcast land. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review The Nautilus at Nine on iTunes. And to find out more about all things Launchpad, go to launchpadtheater.com or like us on Facebook. Or why not become a Skynet pirate and follow the Nautilus at Nine on Twitter at Nautilus at Nine. And we'll make sure to send you a friendly ahoy, matey. Thanks for listening. Or dark is the suede.
that mows like a 